Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're answering pool pro questions that were sent in via poolnation.com, and we touch base on some questions from our Instagram Live. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, Blu-ray XL, and Aquastar Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. John, good morning. Good morning. How did you like that intro? Did I nail it or what? Was it beautiful? You nailed it. And you know what's funny is... (laughs) It was. It was perfect. And you kind of screwed up my good morning because I was going to say that, you know, we've been doing this for a while now. And at least I'd say the last year, it's been really smooth and easy and comfortable because we found our way. We were kind of doing our thing, had a certain program and we stuck with it. Just like any business, see how things evolve. We start to try to level up and do better and, and make changes and progress And we start adding like studios and equipment and different formats and different things. And it's like all of a sudden we're back to infancy again. And we're, there's always some technical something that's going on as of late because we're trying to elevate our game, right? By changing formats, podcast studios, new camera, new lighting producers and shit like that. So I was going to say, oh, here we go again. We're going to, a little bit of a shit show. It's kind of our little trademark thing that something is going on, but you absolutely nailed that intro. And like the best ever. Can't really say what I was going to say. You nailed it. I just had the confidence today, John. I was just coming in and I was feeling it. It, It's almost like, you know, you're going to go play a sports game and you, you, that day you just have it going on and you know that you're just, yeah, that's kind of what I felt this morning. It just felt boom. Yeah. You you rose to the occasion. You nailed it. Of course. Zach is not here, so he's not going to believe me. Right. He's going to look at it and go, oh, that was edited. You edited that to make it look good and blah, 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 blah. No, I mean, for real, it wasn't even like a hiccup. I mean, you you, you said it so naturally and perfect. That was a beautiful way to go, Edgar. It only took you two fucking years. I do have to tell you, I have to confess, John, I got a little cocky there towards the end because I knew I had nailed it all. (laughs) So I'm like... The SPPA, right? Pool invoice, yeah, and right. Aqua Star Pool products. I kind of threw in the little attitude, <laughs> right? I know, I know, I know. It was perfect. I'm having a great morning. This is awesome. Uh, I think this podcast is going to be 
pretty neat. And this is kind of interesting. We changed our mind on what we were going to release and what we were going to do this week because I personally believe the Instagram live we had on Wednesday, there was a lot of great questions. And it's nice to see how these things start to evolve, right? And how these questions are being asked and people are becoming more comfortable asking these more tough questions. And not so much the easy cut and dry, you know, you can ask me all day, what's two plus two, I'm going to say it's four. And you can ask me and you can ask a bunch of other people and they're going to give you that same answer. But when you get into something that's a little bit more complex and more dynamic, there's just so many different variables. And those are the types of questions that are hard, especially for people that are new into the industry or don't have somebody that they're able to just pick up the phone and talk to. And you don't get these answers unless you've experienced them some way or through trial and error. We said, hey, look, this was so good. Let's rehash some of these questions. We only had a little bit of time on the live to answer them. Uh, When these questions are asked, and even though Edgar said, here it is, I have no idea. When Edgar throws out these questions to me, I'm sitting there and I'm answering on the fly. And I think that a couple of the questions deserved a little bit more detail. And hopefully today we're going to be able to go into a little bit more detail on, on some of those questions. So I'm, I'm stoked and excited and I'm looking forward to it. I miss Zach, but I know I, today he has an appointment today with the new baby, right? Yeah, today he has an appointment with the baby, right? So we're like, do what you got to do, buddy. Handle that business. See, I'm, I'm just thankful. You know, it's funny. I'm at the, I, I went to dinner last night after we worked. We, we finished like around 6, 37 o'clock-ish. And then I said, okay, let's just go to dinner. And I went out to dinner with Jeannie and, and Thalia, my daughter. And we were eating dinner. And then I saw uh, a baby over to the left in a stroller. And I looked at Jeannie and I looked at my daughter and I said, oh, thank God those days are over. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was tough with four kids, man. We were changing shit diapers for, it was like 14 years or something like that of like pure diaper changing. And I say we as like, Janie and I, but it wasn't me. It was all Janie, you know, bless her heart. She was an amazing mother and she still is. It's not easy. Babies are tough. No, it's not. The sleepless nights. And he was telling me there was some nights that he was only sleeping two or three hours and all that. And and one of the days, which was awesome, by the way. So if you know me, you know that I love kids. I grew up in a big family. There was always a lot of us around and in our family, it was always the youngest was the one that was always protected, right? So if the, the little one threw a temper tantrum because he wanted the lollipop that somebody else was going to have, John, what they would do is they would go take the lollipop from the big one and give it to the little one. So the little ones were always spoiled. So I was spoiled for a little while until my two cousins came and then that was it. I was done. It was always centered around the kids and stuff like that. I love kids. I could be a teacher from elementary school if I could make money off of it, right? Bless their hearts. But I'm sitting there having a Zoom call with Zach and we're sitting in there and we're like deep into conversation about things and business and I don't know what. And all of a sudden, John, I hear this little, eh, and I was just like, it was weird. And then all of a sudden I just hear another little, eh, eh, and I'm like, what's that? And he goes, oh, hold on one second. He turns over just like this. For those of you who could watch me in the video, he leans over out of the side of the camera Picks up the baby, has the little baby bottle, starts feeding the baby. The baby's like, it's sleeping right there. So <laughs> so I enjoy that, John, but now I enjoy it from my side going, oh, thank God those days are over for me too. <laughs> See, I'm looking forward to the day down the road where it's kind of scary thinking that I'm going to become a grandfather one day. <laughs> it's just freaky. But you get to have all the spoils and all the joy of a child and then you get to spoil the shit out of them and then give them back when you're done without all the other fussing and sleepless nights. 
you know, you get to take the kid and spoil the shit out of them and have fun and enjoy that portion of it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one day, hopefully not very soon. Sugar high them and then just go, here you go. Remember that time that as a kid, you pissed me off because you were, yeah, here you go. Mommy, why did you, mommy, but, but grandpa did, did, does this for me, but grandpa said it's okay, but grandpa gave me this, but grandpa gave me that, right? Holy shit. I can't believe I'm talking about that. John, let me do some shout outs here because we have Elijah that came on, Jeanette, First Response, Ensenada, my boy Jay, big shout out to you out there. I am Gary, big shout out. Howard, big shout out. By the way, Howard goes, hi, John. <laughs> so I must not be in the good graces with him yet. So, But Howard, I'm going to win you somehow. I'm going to have to meet you somehow and, and win that approval. Janie, big shout out to you out there. Mama, I see you on here. Big shout out to all you guys. Thank you for joining us. First response says, John's audio is better now that he's closer to it. So you know what? Put your face closer to that mic, fool. <laughs> that, that's what they want. <laughs> You, you know what it is, John, if you're closer to the mic, you get a close-up. So I think people just want to see your close-up. That's what they want. That, that's really what it is. Anyways, guys, let's kind of jump into our thing today because we have some great topics that we want to talk about. So the first thing that I want to get out of the way is if you have any questions that you want answered for like today's podcast, go to poolnation.com, click on that submit button, question submit button, submit your questions in there and we will answer your questions. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if we've answered it before. We want to make sure that we get back to everything. The other thing is we've opened our merch store. Go to poolnation.com. One of the buttons will say Pool Nation merch. You can find it there. And the other thing, John, that I'm super, super, super excited about is that we're doing a, a live financial business class on the 26th of June. And I want to thank everybody that's coming out. Only two people are local. We have 14 people coming, John. And everybody is either flying in or they're driving out like three or four hours. And I'm going to be honest with you. I did not think that we would have a lot of pool pros like that that would jump in the car or buy plane tickets and they're going to stay at a hotel and they're going to come and they're going to take it. That is super cool. And I am so pumped about it. I was floored when I heard that. And not that it's not worth it. I think it's 100%, right? It can change your life, having a good comprehension of business acumen and being able to apply it to your business and understanding your numbers is probably one of the most important, if not the most important thing of running a business. You're there to make some money. And if you don't understand it, then it's hurting you. And especially if you're ignorant of it, not in a bad way. Some people just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And to be enlightened or to see what the possibilities are and then being able to implement it and put it into a program to where you start benefiting, it's a life changer. So in some aspects, I completely understand and I'd be running to it myself. I'm just floored. I mean, that's crazy that people are going to drive out and fly out and do that kind of stuff. I figured you were going to give away like a, like a Lamborghini or you're doing some kind of cash giveaway or some shit like that, but no. Janie, I know that you said no on here. Let me know what you're referring to, and I'll get to John here. The other thing I want to do is I want to thank our boy Brian Curson from Hayward. John, because I reached out to him yesterday, and I said that we were doing the class, and he wanted to sponsor the lunch for everybody. So everybody that's coming out to the class, Hayward is sponsoring our lunch. So thank you for that, Brian. We really appreciate it. And the other thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to give our shout-out of this week and Adam Johnson from Southern Wind Pools out in McKinney. He's a pool designer out here in Texas. He sent me one of the pictures of his latest builds, and I'm going to go ahead and post those this afternoon. So that looks amazing. Adam, thanks for listening and being a follower. We appreciate it. 
And the last thing before we get started, I feel like I have a long list today, John, is the Pool Nation News. So this week we started something new, which is the Pool Nation News. And really what that is, is we talk about news, trends, products, and people in the pool industry all within three to five minutes. So to watch the videos, you could go to poolnation.com and you go down, you'll see the latest episodes right there. You can see that. You can also go to the Poolman University and they're on that platform as well. Go out and check it. We did talk to Chris Brink, CEO of Hasa, asking him about the challenges that we see going into the summer of 2022. Great video. The other thing, John, is that I've been asked to release it in audio format too. So what we might need to do is we might need to put the audio and release it into the podcast channel so people can download it and listen it from there. And it's all short format video, guys. It's really about three to five minutes, rapid fire kind of questions. We will definitely do that. Go ahead, John. I'm ready to get started, but I'm just saying about the news clip thing. I've always been a proponent. I've always talked about that. What we need to do is there needs to be a message that's constantly out there so that we can bring everybody together so that everybody has access to information that otherwise they're not privy to or that they don't have the avenues to hear it or relationships with reps and certain companies. So they're not really listening and seeing those types of things. But yet there's decisions and things that are taking place every single day that are affecting you either indirectly or directly. And the goal of it is just to give awareness to everybody out there that, hey, this is the heartbeat of the industry. This is what's going on at like a 30,000 foot view level, right? And this is what's happening up top. This is what's going on so that you're aware of it because eventually that stuff starts to wash downhill and it'll eventually affect us. So just kind of getting that insight and that information. Some, hopefully a lot of people will get some good stuff out of it. I think eventually, just like everything we've done, it'll evolve into something bigger and better. Hopefully, it can help people out there. So I'm stoked about it. Hey, we have uh, Daniel Bowden that jumped on and he said, hi, John. I don't know what's going on, John. It sounds like people really want to listen to you because nobody's saying, hey, Edgar, how are you? They're just like, hi, hi, hi. And then they're all directed to hi, John. So I don't know if I've done something to piss you guys off out there, but you know, I ain't got nothing but love for all you guys. You know, I'm, I'm- No, it's my boys out there. I want to give them a shout out. Thank you very much. They're in a, a good group of friends that I have that like to get on here and bust my balls every once in a while. I don't think it has anything to do with you, Edgar. They really like you. They just like messing with me. All right, guys, let's get this party started. John, I'm going to start with one of the questions that was sent over to the Instagram Live, and I think this is a, a short one, but I wanted to talk about it. I hear some of the pool guys say that they never brush their pools, and others say that they need to be brushed. What's the importance of brushing? Well, I personally believe that brushing is very important, and and I'm not alone in that regard. A pool needs certain things in order to stay healthy, in order for the water to stay clean and clear and algae-free, and one of those things is brushing. Circulation is very important, and there's a lot of parts in the pool, unless we've done a dye test, right, to see that everything, there's no dead spots and you know, the water's being circulated everywhere, but I promise you every single pool is going to have a little bit of a dead spot somewhere and it's going to be near a wall or a corner. And the only way you can circulate that water or prevent any type of algae growth or anything from adhering to the surface or dirtying or staining the surface is by brushing. It's like brushing your teeth, right? Brush your teeth. Think of it like that. And every time you go to the pool for weekly service, you should be brushing your teeth or brushing the vessel. 
so that you can ensure that water is circulated correctly, that any dirt that's on the wall is being removed, and any algae that is trying to form on the walls is being handled and taken care of. And then it goes hand in hand with the other question where people talk about, do you do tiles or not? Well, look, we do both. I brush walls and tile at the same time. You know, we don't sit there with tile soap on a thing and then scrub it. I don't do that. If we have to, we will, or if there's a scum line or anything, but we use other stuff like enzymes that help eliminate that and keep it from forming. But when we brush, we go around the walls, we brush the tile, and then we brush down and we stroke through the wall. We brush through it. All our pools have cleaners in them. I get it that some places might not have a lot of dirt, but dirt gets stuck on the walls. It does. And if you're not brushing it down and if you don't have a cleaner that gets up there, it's eventually going to stain it and it doesn't look like you've serviced the pool correctly. I do want to mention something because I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that say, oh, I don't do it or I don't need to do it. Look, when you brush a pool, it, it takes effort to do and it takes more time, but the pros completely outweigh the extra time that you have to put into it. But you should also charge for it too. So when you're, I think I find that the people that say, hey, I don't want to do this or I don't need to do this or I don't brush. Well, I believe it's because they don't price their monthly service for it. And you should, you know, that's extra work. It takes time and you should do it. And that should be a part of it. You should feel comfortable. Say, hey, look, I have to spend 15 minutes here minimum at this pool, no matter what, because that's how long it takes me to go through, test the chemicals, check the equipment, empty the skimmer basket, empty the pump basket, dose my pool, right? Get my equipment, brush the tile and walls, do whatever I need to do. That's just part of the the gig. Well, you should charge accordingly for whatever it is. Long story short, yes, I believe you should brush the pool and it is important. On my side, I'm going to agree with you 100%. There's so many dead spots in pools and you kind of keep brushing that. Anything that gets on that pool, you're going to be able to brush and get off those walls. And come on, we all know that that's where we hit all the algae all over those walls and stuff like that. So definitely need that regular maintenance. And you know what, man? I, I know it sucks. Like when it's 100 degrees outside, it's 110. Shoot, John, when it's 116 out where you're at, that's the last thing that you want to do. But you don't do it, you're going to have issues down the road. But it's like anything else. You, you create a habit. And it's like, if for me, when I go into a backyard, it's like a mindless work. I'm literally like a zombie when it's 122 degrees outside. I have a program and I go out there and it's just, this is what I do, right? Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. This is how I finish my pools. You do it enough and you do it every single time. It doesn't become that big of a deal because it's just part of your program. And if you don't do it, it's, it's like, oh, something's wrong. Plus, it helps you get your guns too, you know? I mean, you got to put some physical effort into it. Come on, you're a pool guy out there or a pool girl and you want to get them guns. Right. Got to, when you push down, focus on the try, you know, uh, and then right. you work out right. that tricep yeah, exactly. right there, you know? Right. Yes. Exactly. And then you have all the people inside going, whoa. So anyways, John. Mm-hmm. Right, roll up your sleeves a little bit, right? Roll up your sleeves a little bit before you do it real quick and feel, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Roll them, roll them up a little bit. <laughs> all right, John, next question. Edgar, John, and Zach, what would you say the biggest mistake new business owners make? You want to start with this one first? Yeah, I can start with this one. So to me, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people do in business, and it doesn't matter what business it is. Now, I'm talking when it's somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience, somebody that goes, hey, I want to take the chance. This is what I want to do. And you know, you take that deep dive into running a business. I believe that 
we get so caught up with learning the business because a lot of times it's you're learning how to run the business. And so what the focus becomes is the focus becomes, how do I get out there, make money, make money, make money? We start to get busy with the day-to-day things and we start working in our business and doing all those things. And I think the biggest mistake is that business owners don't take time to work on their business. And so just as much as you have to go out there and you have to clean pools and you have to do repairs and you have to do all that, what happens is you get comfortable with that because that's what you know. That's what you're good at. That's what you've spent your time on. But as a business owner, you have got to spend time working on your business, not in your business, working on your business. Because there's so many different areas to your business, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whether it's customer service, whatever it is, whether it's accounting, right? That's one of the biggest things that people stay away from because they're not comfortable with it. So they don't do the accounting side, but then they don't learn the proper way to do the accounting. They don't learn the proper way to do marketing. They don't do or sharpen their sales skills to be able to be charge more money or have a better closing rate. So to me, one of the things that everybody needs to do as a business is just as much as you spend time working in your business, you need to take a couple hours a day where you're going to work on your business. You're going to better processes. You're going to learn about that thing that you don't know and that you're not comfortable with. And the moment that you start doing that, your business will continue to grow but your business is going to be a lot stronger because now you're focusing in those areas that you're not good at and your company is going to be able to excel. So my one advice is make sure that you work on your business as well as working in your business. I agree. I'm going to take it a little step further and I like to use it a different analogy. How how you say it, I say, do you run your company or does your company run you? And I think we all fall, I fall victim myself to sometimes you're just, you know, you're just too involved you got your head to the wall or you got your head down and you're just banging things out and you're, and you're not noticing. You got kind of got like tunnel vision. I personally believe that the number one mistake or one of the biggest mistakes a new business owner does when they enter the industry is undervalue what they offer or what they do by not quite understanding the market, not quite understanding the complexity of the work that they provide especially when it comes down to like installing pumps, doing electrical, gas, those types of things, working with chemistry, chemicals, the heat, it's hard work. And we tend to undervalue the work that we provide because when we first start out, we're owner operator and we're the ones doing the work. And we forget that when we price things out, we don't, we need to take into consideration of what it would cost if we paid somebody to do that work. And just because you don't have to pay yourself, it's like an illusion where people don't understand. Well, it only took me X amount of time to do this or to do that. I'm not going to charge for it. But what if you had to pay an employee to do that? So you're just going to pay the employee for free? Uh, You're going to pay the employee and not be compensated for it? No, absolutely not. That's kind of where I'm getting at. And then to take it a little step further is not continuing to educate yourself, right? To get too comfortable with where you're at in your current state of knowledge. You should always be learning. And it doesn't matter who you are. It's a constant battle. And there's so much out there that you can be learning every single day. I am always researching, looking, trying different things, trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong, how I can do things better. Have I been doing things wrong? Reaching out to people and talking to them and getting their insight and then learning from them. 
if you're not learning, there's something wrong with you. Nobody knows everything and nobody's the best in anything in this industry. And there's always something that they can learn and further improve. So focus on education so that you can better yourself. And when you better yourself, you become more confident. And when you become more confident, you become more confident in charging the proper rates for your service because you feel confident in the work that you do. So it all kind of goes hand to hand. And it's a really long answer to the question, but I thought it was a really good one. And it's, it's very difficult to pinpoint one thing, but do not undervalue yourself in what you do for the industry and the services you provide. And always constantly grow and educate yourself so that you can provide a better service and you can help dif- differentiate yourself from the competition. Phenomenal point there, John. Absolutely. All right. Next question. And I thought this was a great question. How do you deal with burnout? I like how you look at that and you look at me when you say that, right? Like, damn, John, you're burnt out, bro. Huh? No, we've talked about this. I know that what you have for this question is, is some good stuff. So that's why even I sit here and I kind of wait excited to hear what it is that you're going to say. No, look, so I was asked this question and wasn't expecting it on Instagram and it kind of threw me for a, like, oh, wow. And I kind of gave a long answer to it and I'm going to kind of keep it short and sweet, but I'm going to stick to the point here. And this is what... Don't keep it short because this is a good one. Go back to your normal self here. <laughs> Go back and listen to our live. and then kind of, No, I'm just kidding. How do you deal with burnout? When we all started our jobs or this company or whatever venture you're going off, right? There's a reason why you went towards it. Something attracted you to it. There was a joy. And you can apply this to pretty much anything in life. And it's human nature. Eventually, if things become repetitive, you lose that desire where a person could get burnt out very quickly. And the unfortunate thing is, is that this is a slow burn. Burnout just doesn't happen overnight. Everybody has good and bad days. And the goal is to have more good days than you have bad. But at one point, enough bad days or when enough shit goes wrong, eventually you start building up. And one day you come to realization that shit, I don't like doing this anymore. When you've come to that point, damage has already been done slowly, but surely it's not just a light switch that happens. When someone's not into something, like just you can think of just different relationships maybe you've had in the past or a friendship that you thought you had a friend before and you thought they were your friend and you had a good relationship with them. And then eventually over time, you know, you just kind of started to realize, hey, this wasn't really what, you know, what I like or I don't have that same energy with them before. And you just kind of get fed up and you just want to say, I'm done. And it shows in the way you talk. It shows in the demeanor. It shows in in how you speak with customers. It shows your work quality. I truly believe it's the number one thing that causes small businesses to fail is because they don't have the desire, well, aside from financials, but they don't have the desire emotionally to continue doing it, or it's just not fun or worth it to them. The way to deal with burnout is to isolate, to take a stop. The minute you start feeling or regretting going to work or doing something like that, you need to pause and you need to collect yourself and find out why and figure out what is it in your job or in your duty or what you do every single day that is causing you not to like, and then weigh it out with the stuff you do like and the stuff you don't like. And this might sound crazy, but whatever it may be, you need to put an end to it immediately. This is life or death. And this is serious. And it might be like, I go out, our company does service, we do repairs, we do a bunch of shit. 
And if all of a sudden I hate servicing pools and I don't want to service them and I regret going there, eventually the, the quality of work is, is going to show. And if I said, hey, look, I don't like doing this anymore, then I need to stop doing it. And it might sound counterintuitive, but the truth is you need to stop doing it and say, hey, I, I like doing repairs better. So I'm going to focus more on doing repairs and do that because in the long run, all it's going to do is it's going to slowly destroy you. And it's going to eat away not only at your profits and at your company, but more importantly, you're going to bring that shit home. You got to remember why you do what you do. At least for me, I do this for my family, my wife and my children. They're the most important things in my life. And I bust my ass seven days a week for them. And that brings me joy. But I also know that I can be successful in many different things. And I'm not stuck to only doing this or doing that. And I know that I'd like to be happy while I'm doing it also. And if I get burnt out, that's how I deal with it. And I put an end to it. And I'm going to give you a true story here. There's a reason why I'm going out to Texas. I'm going to be honest. I've been doing pools for a while now, and I think I do a pretty damn good job at it. And I've built a pretty good company that I'm very proud of. And we have a business model, and we're very successful out here in the Valley. And I have no shame in saying that. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this, and so did Mama. We bust our ass out here to do what we do. But eventually, we've come to the point now where that honeymoon period is a little bit over, and kind of doing the work that we do sometimes, especially out there scrubbing tubs. It's a thankless job and it drives me crazy sometimes. You know, I'm not afraid to admit it. So what we've done personally or for our business is, hey, look, instead of getting away from servicing pools, because I still love it. I love the chemistry portion of it. I love being able to look at a problem pool and then be able to know exactly what I need to do to fix it not just band-aid it. Fix it to the core. That feels good. I, I like that. Yeah. It is. I really love doing that. But what I found out was it wasn't that I didn't like going out there and servicing pools and cleaning pools. I didn't like servicing and cleaning pools for customers that weren't appreciative or, or customers that are assholes who don't respect me and what I do and the service that I provide and what my brothers and sisters in this industry provide for them. That's huge. That's what I figured out when I sat back because it's so easy to say, oh, I just don't like cleaning pools. I don't want to clean pools anymore. I hate it. I'm burnt out. No, that's not it. There's a reason behind it. So what we did, and just in the last like two months, month or two months, we dropped almost like 20 accounts, just got rid of them because, you know, I don't want to have this toxic noise and I don't want to feel unappreciative for what we do out there, you know, the way we bust our ass. And that has helped us tremendously where like, for instance, Thursdays used to be our worst day. Worst day in a couple ways. I have the worst cell phone coverage, period. And on that day, I, I drop like maybe 100 calls and it drives me crazy. And, and you, you don't get to talk to me, so you get crabby. You have told me that before. At the end of the day, you're like, I don't get to talk to you, damn it. So. <laughs> I know. I do get crabby. And then I got my boys that are busting my balls constantly because I'm not answering the phone or I'm always hanging up or it's always clicking or I'm choppy and it's just like I'm frustrated. My cell phone drives me crazy. But not only that, but it's like the longest route, but we had the shittiest pools on Thursday and it sucked and it was bell to bell, just nonstop drama. And we got rid of all those pools. And I got to tell you, it was the most liberating thing. And for mama, her change of tune and how happy she was, she had some gnarly pools that she really hated, but she's such a tough cookie that she just keeps it in. You know what I mean? Because she wants to be a trooper and a soldier, but that's burnout. 
And if you don't deal with that or do something about it, it's only going to fester and explode and turn into something that is just going to ruin you. John, that's also from the business standpoint, and Leanne likes to say this a lot, that's a, a muscle that you have to develop. You have to be confident in being able to look at a customer and say they're either difficult or the pool's difficult or whatever it is. And you have to go out there, you have to realize that, and you have to let that customer go. The more that you practice that, right? And I'm not talking about going out there and being an ass and being rude or being any of that, but looking at it from your business perspective and saying, this account, even though I charge the same amount of money, it's just not worth the value of that dollar that I charge. And you have to put a value. And the moment that you get comfortable with doing that in the first couple of customers that you have to let go, it feels difficult, right? You don't feel like you have the courage to call them or send them an email or send. And once you start doing that and you work out that muscle, it's going to become natural to you and it's going to become part of your business. But it'll cause that burnout, right? And the other thing is, if you have employees, I want you to listen to this. And I've talked to a couple of pool pros out there and told them the same thing. They have guys that are working overtime on some of these days that they're burnt out. So if you wouldn't do it, why would you go to your employee and go, hey, I give you SIP 15, 17, $18 an hour, just do the pool. They're going to get the same burnout. But if you have the conversation with them and say, hey, give me your three worst pools. We're going to get rid of those. We're going to make sure that you're happy with your route. Guess what? You're going to retain them. You're going to keep them. I want to emphasize something else too. And we kind of brought it up on the live and everybody, I think the generic answer personally, and some might think I'm wrong or I'm crazy or when people say burnout and how to deal with it is, oh, make sure you take vacation and family time and stuff like that, right? I get that, okay? But the truth is, in my personal opinion, that's a Band-Aid, right? When you have an issue, it's important to fix the issue. It's just like pool and chemistry, right? You got algae and you want to throw algicides in there all your life and Band-Aid, 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 or I need more cleaning, I'm throwing more tabs, more tabs. But, you know, figure out what the issue is. Stop it at the root so it doesn't become a problem. You don't have to use all the Band-Aids to fix it. I think vacation time and stuff is very important and we all need to do it. But to say that taking vacation or making sure you have time off will help with burnout, I don't think so because I think it's just a band-aid because if you can unplug for a week, two weeks or a weekend or whatever, when you come back on Monday, you're in the same shit again. And if there's a problem that is causing you to hate to go to work, we all want to love what we do so we don't have to work a day in our life. That is the ultimate goal. If you love what you do, you're truly not working. You're enjoying it. You love what you're doing. And that's the ultimate goal that we all need to try to attain is loving what we do and remembering what got us into it and how excited we were. Just imagine the first time. Look, it's like chasing the dragon, they say. Remember the first time you ever fixed a heater for those of you that ever repaired anything? Remember the first time you ever put a pump in? Remember the first pool you turned from green to clean or the first account you landed? That type of shit is what we're a different type of breed as entrepreneurs. This is a type of stuff that we love and we live for. And we need to find new ways to create that excitement or to get that. Going back to what I was saying about Texas is that's our next journey. Our next journey is, hey, I want to start exploring building pools. I want to focus more on education. I get, I feel great doing this. You know, I enjoy this. I truly do. And I want more of it. I'm willing to uproot my whole family, change the game and everything we've built and say, hey, I'm going, I'm leaving 
and I'm starting from scratch again. Why on earth? And people have told me, are you nuts, bro? You have this, you have that, you have, and you were going to up and just leave and go somewhere else and take the chance to start over. And you have no idea, dude, you're 41 years old or you're not a kid anymore. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do because it's important to me because I want to continue enjoying what I'm doing. And I want to open up another chapter in my life. I'm not not going to take care of pools anymore. I'm not not going to service and repair. That's where I came from. I feel I'm good at that. And I want to continue building, but I want to add to it. And I want to explore new things because I have the time to do that now, or I'm able to, because I feel comfortable enough in my skills and what I'm doing currently that I can expand. And Texas is the opportunity and that's why we're doing it. So that's another form of dealing with burnout. You know, sometimes you just got to take that chance. And to me, I love the, the excitement and that of like, oh my God, here I go. I got to start over again, right? Because we all become complacent eventually. You know, you put it on autopilot or cruise control and you're doing it, you're making great money and, you know, you got a program and it's running, but some people just want more and this is what we, we want more and that's why we're doing this. You got to get out of that comfort zone and that's when you grow, John. You got to get out of that comfort zone. I will come back and talk really quick before we take a, a word from our sponsors that there's two other reasons, two other things that you have to be careful with burnout. And one of them is going to be directly correlated to finances because that will put a big stress on you. So when you're not making enough money, when you don't know how much money your business is making, that brings on stress. And then what you tend to do is you tend to work harder and you tend to work more because if you feel that you're not making enough, you got to go out and you got to work even more. And so I talk to a lot of people and that becomes the big part of their burnout because they feel that they have to be out there seven days a week and answering the phone 24 hours a day and all that. So look at what the root cause of the burnout is. Maybe it is that you have an okay route and you have all these other things, but if you're not making enough money and that's bringing the pressure, it's going to make you work even harder without getting to that root cause. And here's number two that I'm going to recommend to everybody. And you know what? I started my business and I was a seven day a week guy and I would take all the calls anytime. I could be having dinner with my family and I'd take a call and do all that. And eventually you grow and your company grows. And to me, it's very important for people to be able to take time off and be able to unplug because what it does is it allows you to refresh. And if you're having a burnout in your business, what it's going to allow you to do is at that point, it's going to allow you to think about that because you're not in your work, keeping busy. You're going to be able to figure out what those things that are causing the burnout and you'll be able to focus on those. And the other thing that I'm going to come back to again not just talking about a pool, a one polar. If you have employees, you have got to allow them to be able to take some time off to decompress and be able to be fresh again. You know, at some point they will reach that burnout as well. John, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. 
We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We're talking to John. I've been waiting for this moment for two years, and John has always made it back on time when we go back live. And this was the first time ever that I caught him about seven seconds late from coming on the live. I was like, come on, sponsors, go quicker, go quicker. So I was able to hit you up and you weren't sitting down. Everybody that's listening, John always, you know, we always take a quick break. So we caught you, John. We, we definitely caught you. I do have to give a big shout out to Kevin and Kevin has been kind of helping us with the podcast, producing the podcast and stuff like that. John, he did send a message and say, that John did sound a little low on this episode. Edgar, you have your editing skills. You will adjust the gain and the volume of my voice. So if you guys want to really hear me, uh, you can listen to it when we post the podcast on Monday. I wish I would take credit for that. Uh, Credit's going to go over to Kevin. So Kevin, I know that you're listening. So I apologize that John's making more work for you out there on that side. Anyways, John, 
Let's continue. The next question that they sent in is, my wife will soon be coming on board. Any tips and guidance on working through issues that may come up with this? This is a great question. And it's a little vague. And you kind of hit on it on Wednesday when you were talking and saying, in what aspect or in what form is she joining the business? Is she going to be in the office? Is she going to take over the company? Is she going to service, repair, installs? It kind of all really depends, but I would personally, I know there's a lot of people that say, hey, look, do not get involved with your spouse in business, that it's a recipe for disaster. That is something that I personally have never been worried about or felt as you all have known or all know. And if you don't know, now you will know that Janie, my wife, is works just as hard as I do, if not harder than I do in my company. And it was the absolute best decision I've ever made in my life to bring her on board. I think she's my best friend and my love, and I enjoy spending every minute with her. So for her to be a part of the grind with me and her to actually enjoy and want to do it, to me, it's uh, it's sexy. I love it. And she kicks ass. And to have somebody as a business owner, the hardest part about hiring an employee or bringing somebody on is trying to get them to have the same dedication or the same love or passion or want to do as well as the business owner, which is impossible. They don't have as much skin in the game as you do as the owner. So when you bring an employee on, there is going to be a difference in passion. It's just not sustainable for an employee to want it as bad as uh, the owner. But when you bring your wife on, who's another owner, right, or who has as much skin in the game, It is a beautiful thing. And also, you don't have to pay them. So uh, you get to save some money that way too. So it really does help. I think that I would just be very clear and upfront, and this might sound wrong or whatever, but there has to be a boss in the company. There can't be, especially if you have multiple people. So whoever, when you bring your wife in, she needs to have a clear, defined role in what she does in the company, whatever it may be. And then you need to remember that it's still a business. Go for it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised in in how well it works out. If it doesn't, I think there might be some other issues that you guys uh, might have to work with or deal with because there could be some other underlining issue that is preventing you guys from working with each other or doing well because, like I said, for me, I, I don't have any problem. And I don't have a problem picking up the phone and yelling at my wife when she does something wrong. And she gets it too. And, you know, it's not anything, but look, this is what we need to do. This is how we do it. Why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you do that? And there's no, I don't treat her any differently than I would an employee. And let's not be kidding. I've seen mama yell at John and John buckled down like that. His knees kind of like buckle a little bit. And and he looks at me like with those eyes of fear, you know. Oh, she'll give me a piece of her mind for sure. You know, to me, John, I've had the opportunity to see both sides. I've been able to see somebody that brought their wife into the business. And really what he wanted her to do was really not have to work a lot, right? And this is very physical labor. Let's not kid ourselves. And so really what he wanted her to do and what he had her doing was kind of doing the books and that's kind of all that she did. Eventually over time, he resented it because he's out there putting on the hustle and, and she was a tough cookie. She you know knew her numbers and was telling him, we need to make this much more money. You need to get out there and you need to do more repairs and you need to do bring in more money and you need to do this and you need to do that. But I don't think that they had that clear expectation that you're talking about, John, of you're going to come on board. 
here's the things that you're responsible. Let's have that conversation. Let's open that line of communication and be very clear as to what both of our roles are because it's a partner in your business. And whether it's a friend or it's a wife, you're going to have to have certain responsibilities in order for that business to be successful. So I think like what John was saying, if you don't have that line of communication from the beginning and have the understanding that at some point, some difficult decisions are going to have to be made and who's going to have that extra 1% of vote, right? Because what happens is you can have an employee and you can tell them this is the way you have to do it and this is the way you're going to do it and period, end of story, and the conversation is over. That conversation is not that easy when you have a wife. You can't just kind of go up to your wife and and kind of go, they're thinking that they should do it one way. You're thinking that you're doing it another way. Kind of can't be a pump assassin, just kind of go, this is what you're going to do, period, end of story, right? So it needs to be very clear as to what the expectations are of the business that they're going to be running. And I'm not saying your wife has to go out and do pools and scrub and do repairs and do any of that. Just have a very crystal clear expectation of what it is that that person needs to do and what their role in the company is going to be. You nailed it. I mean, look, I was lucky. Janie actually wanted, she begged me that she wanted to come out and service pools and do the same thing I did. And to the point where, you know, she was working an office job and she was an, an operations manager and she was doing well and she was there for many years. And, but she started getting burnt out and wasn't very happy and didn't like it. And I saw it in her. And I was like, just quit. You don't need to work. And she's like, but I want to come work with you. And I want a truck. And I want all my tools. And I want to go out and do what you do. And I want to go do this and do that. And I'm like, ah, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? And then sure shit, she said yes. And I said, okay, let's do it. She quit. She came, bought her a truck. She jumped in. Didn't buy her a truck quite yet. She rode with me for like a month or two. And she's, I'm ready to take on pools. And I'm like, nah, you're not. not Sure shit. I mean, we got her a truck. She did it. She, I mean, she had a desire to do it and she's done an amazing job doing it. And because of her, it's kept us from having to bring on other people because we're able to do quite a few pools and be extremely profitable because our payroll expenses are nothing. So it's worked out for us very, very well. And I know it sometimes with us, we could be the exception and not the rule, but I am telling you that it's possible. And if you approach it right and you do it correctly, that it could be a, a very good decision for your company to be able to bring on your wife. Yeah. I mean, every scenario has a different thing. It just made me think two things, John. I posted a little video clip of Leanne talking about employees and their expectations. And the very first thing that she talks about is 100% of the time, you have to be very clear of what the expectation and what their role is. So if you haven't listened to it, you haven't watched it, go listen to it. You can have the conversation with that partner that's going to come into the business and have a dedicated role. So John, if you look at it from my standpoint, my wife is not involved, right? And my wife from day one said, you want your own business, you want to do your own thing. I'm not interested. I have my career. I love what I do. You go out and do your thing, right? She never helped with billing. She never helped with none of that. She was just like, this is what you wanted. This is your dream. You go tackle your dream. I'll tackle mine. Then you have, you have Zach. And so he has a wife that is working inside, doing the accounting, doing the HR, doing all that kind of stuff. And then you have yourself where you have mama. And by the way, she's a beast. And I truly believe, and I'm not 
saying this. I truly believe that if I was to get back out there today and go do pools, mama would just run circles around me very easily. Oh, dude, she's awesome, Very dude. easily. I've seen the stuff that she does. She would work circles around me. I would have to be going back to the gym five days a week just to be able to kind of get back in shape to even be able to compete with she her. She keeps me on my toes. But you have Janie where she's in a completely other role, right? So not only is she involved from the business owner perspective and the accounting and the billing and all that stuff, but she's also out there. But, you know, have that clear expectation, have that clear communication and communication is not always easy for everybody, John. You know, you're able to have conversations with Janie and you guys see things a lot in the same direction. And so that works really well. But if you kind of have a relationship where it's kind of already on the rocks and it's already difficult, it's probably going to make it worse because there is going to be some problems that are going to come around. And if you're not great at communicating, it's just going to make it worse. And here's the thing. I'm going to say it again. An employee goes home at the end of the day. Your wife stays with you and you have to be in the same house. You're going to sleep in the same room. It's going to get very, very awkward. I do want to give a couple of shout outs over here. I'm sorry, guys. I should have done that right as we came back from our commercial. So I want to give out a shout out out here to Scott. I want to give out a shout out to Todd. I want to give a shout out to Chuck. I also want to give out a big shout out to our boy, Chris Luna. He's on here. He's driving all the way up from Houston to take the class. Super excited, Chris. And Mr. Zach Nicholas is on. It looks like he kind of got back from the doctor's appointment. Zach, we are missing you today. We made fun of you at the beginning of the uh, of the podcast. And I believe John was saying to make sure that you keep your nails trimmed very short while you have a little baby. So I don't know what he was referring to when that is, but I'll have to Google it and figure out what that means. So <laughs> anyways, John, let's do this. Let's take our last word from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. 
Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. Today, we are talking to John, like that deep voice, John. We are talking to John. We are taking the questions that were sent in via poolnation.com. If you have questions, go there. There's a big button that says submit questions. Click on that bad boy. Submit your questions. We will answer those. We don't care if we've answered the question 22 times or the first time. We will always answer your questions out there. So, I do want to say for those of you that are messaging me, yes, we are in a new setup. And so I'll tell you what it is that we're trying to do. We have kind of found a new home for now for the podcast because what's going to be happening is John's going to be moving out to Texas. So we're going to start moving, obviously, our podcast to a live studio. So we've kind of found a home that's going to be able to house that and handle that. So yes, so we're kind of in the new studio. So you guys over the next couple of weeks, we'll be seeing some different things here and there. And then on the 17th of June, we actually have Aquastar flying into town, John, to be on the podcast. So we are super excited about that. Anyways, John, that was long-winded there. Let me get your final thoughts. You sound like me. There's no question that I thoroughly enjoy uh, talking about uh, these types of podcasts. I love any kind of question that's thought-provoking and is more complex than yes or no, because there's always some something you can debate about it, right? And it doesn't necessarily always apply to everybody, and I completely understand that. And no way am I saying any of these questions are like, this is the perfect way and this is how you have to do it for your business. I'm just saying from my personal experience and what has worked for me, that it's possible to achieve these results by doing this. And at minimum, but I think very importantly, it's thought provoking and it causes you to start turning your wheels and thinking about things in a different perspective so that life isn't that black and white. There's gray the whole way. Our job is to be able to navigate through it and to find the best path. Talking about this real, real stuff that really hits home to a lot of people is important and what I truly like to do. So I enjoy the shit out of it. I also know that I probably talked a little bit too much today because I think there were a couple other questions that didn't get answered because I jabbered too much, but I'm sure we'll get to them on another podcast. And I encourage, please, Anybody who has other questions, if you're anonymous, just keep doing what you're doing because we're getting a shitload of questions. Keep adding them on there and we will eventually get to them all and, and talk to them about it. And on the other note, I'd like some feedback too. I'm not just saying it just to say it. 
when I say, hey, look, everybody's learning and I'm very interested in knowing how things work out for other people. And maybe they have a different perspective on things that could enlighten me. Maybe I can try something and be a little better at it. I'm always looking forward to do that. So if you guys have any comments or on what we talked about today or questions, please just go online and do your thing and click the little button and type in a question so that we, we can answer them. Absolutely. So for those of you that are making fun of me with the red background and the bloody background, yes, it is red. So <laughs> I got people messaging me over here. What's going on with you and that red light you got thing going on? <laughs> so anyway, shitty though. <laughs> so I, I do have to confess, I came in, I was running late this morning, John, so I didn't even have time to set up. So I just threw, went and ran. So anyways, so I agree, John. I mean, I think these are the podcasts that I really love because those are some tough questions that, that people need to ask, right? Those are deep questions that they're going to be facing and they want to get other people's thought on it. And I would absolutely love for anybody that has any thoughts on it, even just go to that submit button question and send us your thoughts on it. We'll read it. We'll talk about it. But I think these are the topics. But don't be a prick when you're doing it, you know, go in there and be a prick and say something like that. Cause I will call you out on the next live <laughs> podcast. Trust me. I, I, I don't have time for that shit. So <laughs> that's the beauty of it, John. We know that we can always count on you. We appreciate that brother. Okay. I had to just so, put that disclaimer in there, put the disclaimer in. Right. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Look, we're all about positivity. We've talked about that from day one. We don't deal into the bickering. We don't deal into the negative side of the industry. Our goal is really to help improve the industry and that will always be our focus. So if you're going to come over and send those nasty comments, I just hit delete, move on. If you got some great things to add to the rest of the crew and everybody that follows us, that's what we're here for. You know, Edgar, I want to say, I know you're like a good father. You've shielded me probably from a bunch of shit that I haven't seen because you know, if I knew or if I saw or heard any of that, I'd lose my shit, right? I'm sure you have, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm oblivious to it, but I, I want to thank you. No problem. And I always talk about it, guys. Look, if you're going to come to our page or our Instagram page and put a negative comment or bash on somebody, I just hit there and delete. And have I pissed off a couple of pros for doing that? Yes, I absolutely have. Will I continue to do that? Yes, I absolutely will. Because our goal is really to create that sense of community in a safe place where everybody can kind of come and be part. And if you're going to just kind of come over and jump onto that negativity and bash, it's it just be delete and move on. So have I shielded you a couple of times, but not very bad. I think people tend to make more fun of me because they know I'll be deleting it. Then kind of, they're going to be like, I will never get it to John. So, but it's all good. We need to have a couple here. Well, they know my page. JJ Flawless Pools, go in there, yeah, there give go. it to they me there. Go, we'll, go, we'll have a good, go, go on John's page. <laughs> We'll have a good conversation. <laughs> Anyways, um, I agree. I think these are great topics. I think these are great conversation topics that need to be talked about. So, you know, keep submitting them. We'll keep answering them. We did, I did talk to somebody yesterday that said, Edgar, really an inspiration. I know that even John sometimes says, oh my God, I've talked about this like 20 times. But the one thing that we always realize is everybody's at their journey in a different time. And even though we've answered a question 22 times, maybe that person hasn't heard the answer to that, or maybe they have a specific case to this, to their scenario. So don't ever feel afraid to ask the question, just throw it out there. We'll answer the question. 
So John, I know that you are super busy and I know that you have like 20 lights that you got to go do. So I am going to let you go for everybody listening. Catch us next Wednesday on our Instagram live. If you want to watch the videos for the pool nation news, go to poolmanuniversity.com. You can find them there. You can go to poolnation.com as well. We will be putting those out and we will add it to the podcast channel so that you guys can listen to it there. So everybody listening, big shout out. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll catch you on the, on the flip side. Have a great one. Bye, John. Bye. Thanks for listening to the pool nation podcast, a member of the pool nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9am Pacific, 11am central and 12 noon Eastern standard time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.